0: This is the Vibrant Christian Living Podcast, Episode 3. Welcome to the Vibrant Christian Living Podcast, a place for practical ideas and powerful spiritual inspiration for women like you who want to overcome their obstacles, discover their true potential, and find lasting joy and significance through a relationship with Christ. I'm your host, Alicia Michelle, and I'm so excited to encourage you on how you can live the full, vibrant life that God has planned for you the life that you were meant to live. So find a cozy spot and let's get started on today's episode. Hi there. This is Alicia Michelle and welcome to another episode of the Vibrant Christian Living podcast. Super glad that you are here with me today because today's topic is another one of those foundational concepts that are vital to understanding what it means to really have a vibrant Christian life and it's one of the uh, things that I like to talk about the most, actually, because it's the thing that has changed my life the most as a woman, as a person. And I love helping others grasp this concept and grow deeper in their faith with God. And so what we're going to be talking about today is what does it look like to have a daily thriving connection with God? What does that look like in a practical sense? So, a vibrant relationship with God is more than just going to church, more than just reading our Bibles. It's more than that, right? And we are all longing for more than that. It's easy to just live our lives in check boxes. And yet, if we really get alone with ourselves and and recognize what we're really looking for in all things of life. We're looking for a deeper connection with something outside of ourselves. And we know from God's Word that that thing that is outside of ourselves is God, is Jesus. And through a relationship with Him, it is having the Holy Spirit speak to us every day. And it's such a privilege to know that. So I want to give you some practical tools and some mindsets For going deep with God every day, even if you have a busy life like I do, even if you don't know how to do it, even if you've never done it, even if you feel stuck, you're wondering like, how do I even know what God's voice sounds like? How do I get there? What does that mean? We're going to talk about all that today. And I want to just, like I said, give you some practical things that you can do to welcome in the Holy Spirit every day into your life and to have a more whole self, a more wholehearted kind of approach to God so that God isn't just compartmentalized into, well, this is my Sunday morning thing, or this is just even my time with God every, you know, when I sit down and read a book about Him or whatever it looks like. He intended for a relationship with Him to infiltrate every part of our lives. And that is when we experience the fullness of what it means to know Him. And it's so exciting. I just love it. So Jesus calls us to enjoy Full Vibrant Life in John 10.10, and that's what we're going to talk about today. So before I get into it, I want to talk a little bit about the sponsor of today's episode, which is the 5Rs Bible Study Journals. And you're going to learn more about the 5Rs today. The 5Rs is a very easy, simple way for anyone to understand and apply a Bible verse to their life. And the 5Rs Bible Study Journals take a specific topic, such as love or joy, and give you an outline for six weeks worth of Bible verses and work as you understand and apply those verses. Specifically, these Bible journals talk about love and joy from the perspective of the big questions that we need to have answered about love and joy. So if you want to learn more, you can check them out at 5RsBibleStudy.com. So first, let's talk about why it's important to connect with God every day. Well, first, it's important that we stay connected to the truth so that we can live in the truth, right? And not be convinced of the enemy's lies. I don't know about you, but every day I feel like it's a battle. And the Word of God says we are in a battle. But I feel like the longer I live and the more society continues to spiral out of control, the more I feel like I'm fighting to keep God's truth and His perspective forefront in my heart. It's We just have to be honest about that, that we live in a world that is decaying, that the morals, the, the truths that are laid out in God's word are not what are portrayed around us every day. And we can choose, as God's word says, choose this day how you're going to live, right? We can choose. Do we want to let what we see around us become our mindset and become who all that we are? I mean, do, do we want it to limit us or do we really want it to, to, to live at a higher level, to live fully to experience those deeper things. And and that is not gonna just happen if we want that second option. It, It requires us to step out and to make an effort and to seek it, right? But as we'll learn today, the more often we do that, the easier it becomes and the more natural it becomes and the more we crave it too. It's just, it's amazing. So we talked last week about learning to live like we were loved. And that concept of needing to learn to live like we're loved it's not going to just happen, again, by osmosis, right? It's, it's it's something that we will see and we will discover the more we spend time with God every day and connect with Him. So that's why it's important. Secondly, we see the importance of a relationship with God modeled through Scripture. There's a, a beautiful just picture throughout all of the different books of the Bible of these amazing men and women that we have known and heard the stories about, men like David, men like Moses, who shared and communicated with God in real ways. They they shared their messiness. They didn't just share, I don't know, in a very limited superficial way. They shared, hey, I'm struggling. This is hard. Job is another perfect example of that. The Bible obviously goes into all the struggles that Job had and how Job leaned on God to get through that time. Um, I love David. He's one of my favorite characters because of how he shares with us what a relationship with God looks like in a very real way in in an imperfect world, I guess I should say his his world was never ordered and perfect, like none of our worlds are, and the psalms show that that he had emotion, he had times of doubt, he had times where he questioned, and then he had these wonderful soaring times when he celebrated with god of of seeing him show mercy and and just seeing God show up, and that is what a real relationship with Christ is about. It's seeing all of that recognizing it with him. it's recognizing God as walking with us. You know, He is the God with us. He is our Emmanuel. He is the God who isn't far off shouting commands, but He's the God who walks with us through our troubles. He walks with us through our excitement, through the hills and the valleys. You know, He, he sings with us on the mountaintops and he, he carries us through the deeper, harder valleys that we walk through. It's just connecting with Him and being real with Him about those things allows us to experience that to its fullest extent. And there's a beautiful promise that speaks of this in Psalm 1, verses 1 to 3. It says, Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked, or stand in the way that sinners take, or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord, and who meditates on His law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers. Awesome, right? Who's I'm gonna go back to verse two, whose delight is in the law of the Lord, who meditates on his law day and night. And then the result of that, that, that person's like a tree planted by streams of water. We have this beautiful picture, I, I picture of like a, a river rushing and all these trees. You always see, it's interesting, where there's water, you always see life, right? And it's cool to think about a river rushing by and and all of the life that grows along the river banks because of that water. And when we have that connection with water, I mean, I notice it in our on my own garden when it rains here. Um, I live in a place, well, I live in Southern California, and so it doesn't rain very often here. <laughs> but when it rains, actually it is raining today. And when it does rain, we notice that the next day, even though we have sprinklers and stuff that water our plants, the next day it's like our plants are just radiant with green because they're soaking in that water. And that is, again, how awesome it is for us when we take the time and we choose to focus on doing that as a priority. And we I know that I, I'm saying that and that might step on your toes to think, well, I have lots of things to do in my life. I have you know, responsibilities. I have little kids who need me to take care of them. And and I understand that. I have four children myself. I understand all of those callings and those needs. And I'm not saying that in every, every season of life we it will look similar. You know, it's it's going to be, we have to figure out what that rhythm is based on the season that we're in and let God show us how to find those spaces in our day. And I hope that some of the habits and mindsets we're going to be talking about today are going to help you figure out, well, how can I welcome this into my life? And then lastly, we again, a reason why it's important to connect with God is because Christ sacrificed His life so that we could have this unlimited direct access to God. In the Old Testament, of course, the people had a relationship with God, the people of Israel, but it was a different kind of a relationship. And Hebrews 12, verses 18 to 24 talks about this. It says, You have not come to a physical mountain, to a place of flaming fire, dark, gloom, and whirlwind, as the Israelites did at Mount Sinai. For they heard an awesome trumpet blast and a voice so terrible that they begged God to stop speaking. They staggered back under God's command. Even if an animal touches the mountain, it must be stoned to death. Moses himself was so frightened at the sight that he said, I am terrified and trembling. No, you have come to Mount Zion, to the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to countless thousands of angels in a joyful gathering. You have come to the assembly of God's firstborn children, whose names are written in heaven. You have come to God himself, who is the judge over all things. You have come to the spirits of the righteous ones in heaven, who have now been made perfect. You have come to Jesus the one who mediates the new covenant between God and people and to the sprinkled blood, which speaks of forgiveness instead of crying out for vengeance like the blood of Abel. Oh, my word. Beautiful picture, right? Just a gorgeous picture there of the preciousness of the opportunity that we're given to be in a relationship with God. And one last scripture, just because there's so many good ones here. First Corinthians 9, 24 to 25 speaks of Paul admonishing us to not just live and accept the mediocre kind of Christian life. He says, Don't you realize that in a race, everyone runs, but only one person gets the prize? So run to win. All athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that will fade away, but we do it for an eternal prize. Yes. Love it. And then, of course, Matthew 7 8 promises that everyone who asks receives, everyone who seeks finds, and everyone to everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. God promises to give us treasures hidden in the darkness, secret riches. And Isaiah 45 3 speaks of that. It says, I will do this so that you may know that I am the Lord, the God of Israel, the one who calls you by name. Ah, right? Amazing truths, amazing power. That we can access every day by just welcoming in some simple habits and mindsets. Okay, so let's get to those habits and mindsets. I hope I've convinced you of the importance of this so that we can really see why these are so critical and so important. So how can we make this happen? Number one thing, if you get nothing else out of our time in this episode together today, my prayer is that you get this one concept, this one habit, and you begin to welcome this one habit in your life. For me, this habit is in the morning, but I know that that's not everybody. Not everybody's a morning person, and you may have things going on in the morning that may not work. But for me, when I get this habit in, first thing, before I start my day, before I open my email, before I answer any texts, I know that I'm a better person, I'm a better mom, and I feel the presence of God throughout the rest of my day. So this is what I want to encourage you. Ready? Okay. The number one habit I believe that every person can incorporate to grow closer to Christ is to spend time with Him each day doing three things, receiving from Him, recognizing, and releasing. And let me explain what that means. So first, receiving is simply receiving the truth, receiving time in His Word, letting the wisdom of God, the truths of God, change us and speak to us. And of course, that is through reading His Word and being in the Bible. And I'm going to talk more about how to do that in a practical way in an easy 10-minute format that I call the 5-Hours Bible Study Method in a minute. And then the second way is to recognize, recognizing Him, what He's doing. Oh my gosh, This when I started doing this, this really opened up amazing new levels of closeness with God. Because when we can recognize what He's doing, when we can see the fingerprints of God in our lives, in the small things, in the big things, and all things. It gives us fuel to be able to keep going on those days that are just excruciating, that are difficult, that are to go through those times when we have huge questions and we don't have answers to them. When we can learn to train our eyes to see Him in our lives, recognize that every day simple ways, it just transforms everything. So that's a huge part of that habit. So the third part of that habit is to release. Release is simply prayer. So after we've received from Him the truth, we're recognizing what He's doing when we can release back to Him those gaps still in our life, those things we're still waiting for. We're always in a a place where we're waiting for Him to work. We we are never full and complete this side of heaven. So we're always in expectation of needing Him to help us with certain things or needing Him to come through and do miracles. That's part of that and, and that dependence on Him. So releasing those things to Him as part of that daily time. All right, so let me go back first and talk a little bit more about receive. So receiving is spending each time each day reading the Bible and applying it to action. In our lives, right? And again, I'm going to teach you the five hours Bible study method. And this is a Bible study method that I've created. I created about 10 years ago now. I originally created it for my own kids to teach them how to study the Bible. I wanted to give them the ability to, if they had a question or if they had a problem, something they needed to ask God about and they need help with. Maybe they're angry that day or they're tired or they're frustrated or they're they're whatever weary they need rest they need happiness whatever it is that they could go to a concordance they could look up verses about that and they could learn how to glean those powerful nuggets from the word of god to have that skill set and i looked and they're really just i mean there was there's obviously bible study methods out there but it seems like they're written for like you know college professors because it's like how do you understand this it, they use all these big fancy words and they, i just knew that i couldn't and anyway, ask my seven-year-old kid at that time, he was my oldest, to, to do something like this. So I broke it down into five steps. Again, five R's, not to be confused with the, the, the three habits that we talked about a second ago, um, but the, the five R's Bible study method is are these five R's. So we read, rewrite, restate, relate. And respond. So let me take them one at a time and show you how to do this. And again, this is something that you can do in under 10 minutes a day. It's something I've taught thousands of people worldwide to do, kids, adults, no matter what your age is. Wonderful, powerful tool. I'm going to touch on how the five R's works here in a second, but if you really want to understand and experience the five hours for yourself, I encourage you to download the free three-part video course called How to Study the Bible that's on the show notes page at vibrantchristianliving.com forward slash three. So again, download that free video course, How to Study the Bible, and that will help you get a really great understanding of how to use the five hours as part of your daily Bible time. So We read. We read a Bible verse, you pick any Bible verse, like I said, choose a topic, choose a series of verses on a topic, whatever you want, pick a Bible verse, and then we rewrite the verse. So we rewrite the verse out exactly as it is in that translation, whatever translation you prefer. And then we restate, we write that verse in our own words, obviously not distorting the meaning of the translation, but taking the words, I like to take them one at a time and to say... Okay, what is another synonym for a word like this? And, and to be basically, I love this step. And I hear people tell me all the time they love this step because it allows us to look at a lot of these verses that maybe have become familiar or wrote to us and to see them in a new way to kind of get a new perspective on it. Um, really powerful. So that's the third R, restate and then relate. So this is where we, we look at the verse and we say, how can, how have I seen this truth to be real in my life? How have I seen it? to be something that I see in my world around me? How have I seen it to be true in a Bible character's life? And we write about that. And then we respond. So respond is saying, now that I know this truth, that I've been reminded of this, this information about that God has shared with me, what am I going to do with this today? How am I going to apply it to the real things that are going on in my life, the real stresses, the real issues that I'm facing today? So that's the five R's, and that is a powerful way to receive from God every day. And again, I want to mention the five R's Bible study resources. These were created because people love the five R's and wanted a really simple way to do them every day. So if you're interested in learning more about them, you can go to 5R'sBibleStudy.com, and you'll find the, just click on the the top menu up there, you'll see the journals that are available. That We have some seasonal ones, and we also have ones that right now are available in joy and love. And what those each of those studies contain is, again, a six-week journal that has a devotional at the beginning of the week. And then it each day has those five R's that you go through in a single sheet that has a verse that corresponds to that week's topic about love or about joy. And again, those verses are all written to answer some really key questions that we all have about joy and love. So check those out if you want a really simple way to receive from God every day. Again, 5 com. I'm going to move on to the second part of that number one habit I told you about. Recognize. Just want to recap again that we are going to notice how God is showing up. And this is, again, the gratitude piece. I, I shared before how after we've re- received from God, we're recognizing. So I write down like maybe three or four things that have happened in the last 24 hours, or maybe just things that I'm just kind of really savoring and enjoying and, and kind of chewing on. Those are Those are awesome. Maybe some really cool blessings that have happened and it just allows us to see what God is really up to in our lives. Sometimes it's as simple as this beautiful sunset I saw last night or being able to connect with a friend that I haven't talked to in weeks. And maybe it's a special time I got with my daughter that day or whatever it is. It's things that you know that God ordained, that God did, that God allowed good blessings in your life. And you're just recognizing, wow, God, thank you for that. Thank you for bringing that into my life. And the last part of that daily habit I encourage you to practice is release. This is prayer. And people, again, I think a lot of us try to make a bigger issue out of prayer than what it needs to be. Prayer is simply talking to God. Prayer is simply having a relationship. In the same way that you talk to your husband, you talk to a girlfriend, you talk to your mom, you you have a relationship with other people. And it's just the same with God. It's recognizing Him as a real person with you know somebody you're you're connecting with. And so when we connect with Him, we can expect to grow deeper in Him. So in terms of releasing, we're releasing those worries, those concerns that we have as a spiritual discipline of trust. So even when we've received from Him and we can recognize the good things that He's doing, there's still always, 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 always going to be gaps in our life where we wonder, why is this going on? Or or how am I going to get through this? Or I need your help with this, God, every single day. And so this time, is just taking a few minutes to write those down, even in bullet point form, to say, Lord, please help me. Please help me get through this time. Last week, it's pretty funny, my oldest son started driving. And so a lot of my time in this release was about Lord, please help my son because he's on the road for the first time today and things like that. Like, help me to be able to trust you that he's we've given him the skills he needs and he's going to be fine. So just being real with him about what those things are that we need to release every day. All right. I want to quickly mention two other habits before we move on to the mindsets. So again, that number one habit is spending time with God every day, doing those three things, the receiving, the recognizing, and the releasing. And then just quickly mentioning these two other habits. So habit number two is staying accountable and connected, staying challenged by people around you. And that can be, of course, a big part of that can be involved in a local church, hearing the word of God from other people, being in a small group together where you look at these concepts in a deeper way and you challenge each other to go deeper, whether you know you, you have coffee with a friend once a week or, or every so often as part of this too, just different ways where you're real with other people in community and you're held accountable to your actions before the Lord. It's, it's very powerful habit to help you grow closer to Him. Third habit is just being bold, living out, you know, stepping out and, and, recognizing that love and loving Christ in a relationship with Him is about action. It's not just about receiving and being in a a, a pious little corner, you know, some sort of like a, a monk or something somewhere, we're just receiving, and this is my spiritual life in this little box. No, it's about action. It's about creating that as a regular habit. How can I act on what I'm learning? What is God calling me to do today to be bold, to serve Him, to live for Him today? All right, so let's move on to the mindsets. When we have these habits, those are practical steps that we can take. But a lot of times, I believe that the biggest battle that we have is not necessarily from people, negative people in our life or things like that, but it's really our own mindsets. It's it's recognizing where we are and allowing our minds to be in the right place, to be able to have the filter on, to process God's Word in the way that is going to grow us closer to Him. So I want to share with you six different mindsets quickly here. First, I believe that we need to come to God and regularly remind ourselves that we have a deep need and a deep ache for Him, a deep ache that nothing else in this world can fulfill. We are in a world where there is instant fixes, where we just need to do this, so we can Google anything to get an answer. And yet, there are parts of us that will not have an answer. And we will not be able to be fulfilled in this world. That is the first mindset we must put on when we live our days, that we we need to stop expecting the world to fill us up, right? We need to expect that God and that connection with Him is the basis for beginning to experience just a tiny glimpse of that. I love how the Word says that, Right now, we know him as if in a shadow. We know him as if we're looking in a mirror, but one day we will know him in full. So beautiful, right? One day we're going to have that deeper knowledge and we get to experience just a taste of it right now. So coming to him with an awareness of how much we need him, that deep soul need. The second mindset is creating an awareness in our soul for space, to hear from him. So, taking advantage of those regular opportunities to just hear his voice and be still before him and I know that that seems like impossible, right? To talk about because we think there's so much noise in my life. I'm so busy. I have so many people who need my attention. I have, you know, my kids need me or I'm I'm going somewhere all the time. And what I've learned to do is to look for those opportunities in my day where I ask myself, "Do I really need to be doing this right now? Like what could I be doing?" I think we again, in our modern world have become so busy and we try to fill every second of our day because we don't want to really feel the feelings inside of us. We don't want to feel that ache for more that's outside of this world. We don't want to feel our need for God. We don't want to feel the pain of what's going on around us. So we just fill it. We fill the space with emptiness, with scrolling through social media, with watching TV, with maybe just mindlessly doing something that's not really filling us up, but it's not necessarily good. And I want to say that I'm not saying these things need to go away. I am on social media. I watch TV. I listen to music in the car. I do these kind of things. But I just would encourage you to become more aware of how those things are showing up in your life. And are you using them as fillers to fill yourself during those moments when you really could just be silent. I mean, there's something very therapeutic about driving in the car without any music on or without any stimulus. And we've forgotten that art in this culture. We have forgotten how to do that. And I've just recognized that when I do that, when I can stop and remember that and have that mindset, silence, that silence is huge. I feel my soul just unwinding. And I don't get that every day in the car, of course, or I don't get that every time. Like I said, I don't do this perfectly and nobody should be expected to, but just recognizing it, find those little windows, find those little windows and have that mindset of looking for that. The third mindset is filling our minds and choosing to meditate on what is true. Wow, this is so hard, but it's so important. It's just pivotal in creating that mind that allows us to connect with Christ and to, to really experience life to the fullest. Philippians 4, 8 through 9 says, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you've learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. I'm going to share more about this in the future in a deeper episode, but there was a very dark, difficult time that our family went through where we were without a job. And that period lasted for 18 months. During that time, I was also dealing with a very difficult, life threatening illness that had come on suddenly and without any, you know, any expectation or any, we were all surprised by it. And during that time, there were some very difficult, very hard moments where we were at our wits' end and we had no idea what to do or what to believe or how to get through. I mean, truly, truly. And This verse, the choosing to think on what is true, what is noble, what is right, what is pure, what is lovely, got me through. In fact, I made a list of literally, I literally have a list on my phone of those things during that period that were true about my life, those things that were noble, those things that were right, because I had to think about those things in order to sustain my mindset I had to remember what God was going to do, what He had promised, what He had done in the past. I had to remember that and not forget it. I had to fight that every day. But it was a mindset, I truly believe, that carried me through the difficult times. And so I encourage you, especially if you are doing that, going through a difficult period, I encourage you to find and make a list of those things that are true, noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable promises that you can cling to. And um, in a few episodes, we're gonna I'm going to have on the show Carly Kirchival, one of my favorite people in the world in general, but she's also an incredible woman of God who has really learned the power of memorizing scripture. And she's going to give us some powerful tips on how to do that. Because when we think about those things that are true and honorable and pure, those are found in scripture. And if we can have those hidden in our heart, this mindset becomes a heck of a lot easier. So... All right. Going back to our mindsets. Number four, we need to learn to listen and be willing to obey. So I think sometimes, at least for me, I hear God's word. I hear God's voice, right? You know, we don't hear him audibly, but we hear that prompting in our heart or we feel it. or We we just sense. We can begin to know when he's telling us to do something after the longer we know him and communicate with him and hang out with him and hear his word. And he calls us to do something and we think, oh, I'm not going to do that. Like, what? Why would you call me to do that? That's that's weird or like that feels strange but when we start to take him up on his offer and have that mindset of like why not why not he's calling us to do it see what happens just see what happens you know i love this i've seen so many cool things happen sometimes it's just again often and usually it's just really simple things like it's just go say this to your husband right now or go call this friend and encourage them in this way or just little things that we think do I really need to do that? But we do, and he he just blesses it. So having a mindset that's willing to hear and be ready to do those things that he calls us to do. And part of that, of course, is mindset number five: having an others first mindset. Philippians 2, 3 says, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves. I will be the first to admit, I am selfish. Everything I think every single one of us are selfish. And this is something the Lord has had to grow me out of. It's a mindset that we all have to battle, that it's not all about me. It's about what I can do for others in this world by His power. And having that mindset really does allow us to connect and experience so much more than if we just live for my needs, my wants, what I need in this moment, right? Lastly, mindset number six, choosing to believe that you are chosen, you are redeemed, you are holy, and you are given a specific God-given purpose for this season, and that He's going to use every circumstance to grow you. So this, again, this mindset, along with meditating on those things that were holy and pure and right and lovely, the mindset of knowing, kind of back to what we talked about in that first episode about living like your love, knowing that you know that you know that you know to the core of your soul that God has chosen you, that he has redeemed you, that he loves you regardless of what you see going on in your life, just putting on that filter as a mindset every day of how you approach your problems, looking at that and saying, okay, how are you gonna use this to grow me? Instead of saying, oh, this is so hard. I hate this. This is difficult. Of course it's difficult. Of course it's hard. It is. But when you put on a different lens it makes an amazing difference in how you approach it and how you endure through it. Okay, I know we talked about a lot in this episode, so I just want to quickly recap these habits that we talked about. Um, of course, the number one thing, like I said, if you get nothing else out of this episode, my prayer is that you develop the daily habit of receiving, recognizing, and releasing each day to God. Um, that will change your life like nothing else. I challenge you, take it a, take a, A seven-day challenge or a two-week challenge, do it with a friend and see the difference in your life, how you grow connected to God in a deeper way, and also just how your life improves overall. It's amazing. The other habits were to stay accountable and connected and to just be willing to serve and to be bold and to live out our faith through action. And then our mindsets, coming to Him with an awareness of how much we need Him, creating space to hear from Him, choosing to fill our minds with what's true. Learning to listen and being willing to obey, having an other's first mindset, and then last, choosing to believe that you're chosen, you're redeemed, and holy, and loved by God in every circumstance. So I want to close again by mentioning the five hours Bible study journals because I really believe that they are so powerful for allowing you to develop that first habit, which is just to learn how to receive from Him, to learn how to, to get in His Word in a very short amount of time. 10 minutes, truly. I set my timer for 10 minutes and I can get in there and, and get what I need from the Word of God and be filled. I've heard time and time again, people say that the five hours Bible study method helps them really go deep with God quickly. And I love that. It's just powerful. So These journals make it super easy. It's all spelled out. Everything is right there, totally plug and play. You don't have to look for verses. You don't have to find a journal to figure out what to write every day. You don't have to know how to arrange verses, any of that. It's all right there for you. So I encourage you to check them out at 5rsbiblestudy.com. And in closing, I just wanted to let you know that you can access all of the information that we've talked about in this episode, along with some blog posts and other resources that will give you some insight on this topic, including a free video series on how to study the Bible using the 5-Hours Bible Study Method at com forward slash three. All right, so I hope you can check that out. Ladies, I have loved hanging out with you today. And again, thank you for Encouraging me with your comments. Thank you for all of you who have just shared with me how excited you are about this podcast. That is fuel for me. If you haven't already and you have been enjoying this podcast, I encourage you to leave a comment below and to subscribe as well. But these comments help the podcast grow in the rankings so that more people can find it when they come to iTunes. And we know that people need to. Find more about the love of God, right? That's what's going to change this world. So I encourage you, if you have been encouraged by today's episode, check out the show notes at vibrantchristianliving.com forward slash two, and to leave a comment and subscribe. Thanks so much. I look forward to seeing you next week with next week's episode. Bye for now. Thank you for joining me for today's episode. If you were encouraged or inspired by what was shared today, I would love it if you could take two seconds and leave an honest review in iTunes. I love hearing from you, and these reviews help others find the podcast. And of course, be sure to subscribe to the show if you haven't already so you don't miss an episode. Bye for now, and I will see you back here next week.